Welcome to the Hypersoft Happy Half Hour with your quarantine dream team, Zigzag and Rufus. Put on your captain's hat because we're going to help you navigate these uncharted territories that are the quarantine. We're going to catch you up on the day's events. We're going to talk politics. We're going to talk whatever comes to mind. So grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hypersoft Happy Half Hour. Ow, ow, ow! Happy half hour. This is the doubles and he's saying, what up? Hey, it's Rufus. How can you disparage that that howl? Ow. I I I heard it again, keeping in mind what you said last time. That is a, a strong howl. I don't think it is. I think it's a weak howl. I think you're too fucking hard on yourself. I am. I am, dude. I am very hard on myself. There's no doubt. I do not cut myself any slack because I expect myself to be better, faster, stronger, howlier <laughs> than anyone on this planet. Howlier? Yes. Like Yes. Hey, I'm sorry, dude. I'm trying to live up to a man's howl that you put on a song. I don't know. I don't, I, you know what? I'm thinking about re-recording all that and standing away from the mic like you had suggested just to see if I can get it right. Uh, maybe it's, I think it's the context of the howl. Because it's a song about beer, which is a manly thing. You, you strip the song out, and it's just a, a howl. Right? You know what? You're saying that, but look, even talking about the howl has your dog going crazy. So I don't know what you're doing there, but it's right. Whatever it is, you're doing it right. My dogs My dog. are so fucking dumb that anything will make them go crazy, zigzag. How many dogs do you have now? Four. Four dogs? Two little dogs in the house and two big dogs in the backyard. See, I don't know what they're... No one's home. Just me. I'm the only one home. I don't know what the fuck they're barking at. Someone's walking another strange dog, I have a feeling. Shut up! Where are the Rufi? Uh, Mrs. Rufi, or Mrs. Rufus, is at the store spending my money on stuff, and the boy is riding his scooter around the neighborhood. Roof Jr. I got a feeling Roof Jr.'s home. And that's why the dogs were barking. No, no, no. He's, on. He's, he's out. He's riding his scooter. They're barking because they're unsupervised now. Uh, you think Roof Jr.'s out smoking weed? But as long as it's not my weed, I don't care. Do you even have – do you have weed left? I do. I, I'm, I'm lightweight. It, I, it doesn't take how, much for me. That weed has lasted you – oh, my God. I'm trying to think, dude. Six months? Yeah. yeah. I, you, I, you got an ounce? I got, it's been so long now, I don't remember what I got, but I got three varieties. One, I got a lot of, right? Yep. And I'm I'm just now getting down to the scriblets on that. But then I got uh, samplings of two others that I haven't even touched, really. That's crazy that you say that because I seem like I'd smoke a lot of weed, but I, less, I've probably smoked less weed than you in the last fucking six months. I, I, I bet that's true. Because I can take one fucking tiny hit of weed and be high as shit for like five hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I mean, most most of my smoking happens on the show. <clears throat> God really? damn it! Well, I've been exposed to COVID again. Just so but, you know, you have. I don't know if I can now. get sick again. I mean, I hope not. That's what I'm saying. You have antibodies, right? I hope. I mean, I guess, but there's some people that don't develop the antibodies. Now, when can you get the vaccine? I checked, and I can actually go and get the vaccine any day now. Because I did not have the monoclonal antibodies. If you get the monoclonal antibodies, they ask you not to get the vaccine for three months. But I didn't have to to Rogan and puss out like a fucking chump-ass little bitch. 
<laughs> I can go anytime I want to get the fucking shot. And I'm going. I'm actually fucking going. I'm, you know what? I'm looking for the Pfizer shot, though. Oh, really? Oh, really? Seems to be in short supply. Which one did you get, fancy man? Uh, uh, me and my wife got the Moderna, but my son got the Pfizer. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Why did you get the Moderna? Just uh, because it's all they were offering? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Where'd you go, Walgreens? Walmart. 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 I knew you. I had a feeling you went to one of the malls, either the March or the Greens. It was the Great Value brand. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, I'm waiting for him to come out with the one at the dollar store. I think I'm going to go with that. (laughs) Just sell it right there at the checkout. Yeah, it's just yeah, something that you grab on your way out. (laughs) Some Tic Tacs and a COVID test. Like I said, dude, if if all these people that are fucking so keyboard courage about fucking getting COVID and shit are like, you're talking like you're just a flu, right? Mm -hmm. Which is so fucking wrong. But all those fucking guys who were those radio jocks, right? These jocks, these fucking conservative jocks who are all fucking dying now after telling people not to get the fucking vaccine on their deathbed. They're like yelling out, I should have fucking got the vaccine. You know what I mean? And you're like, well, but you shouldn't have preached to people not to get it. But you know what? Here's the problem. People are having fucking heart attacks and shit, and they're going to the hospital, and they can't be helped because these fucking people who won't get the vaccine are clogging up the fucking hospital. Yeah, I read right? an article the other day that a woman can't get her, her cancer treatment because there's no room for her. I mean, what the fuck is that? You know, yeah. I'm pretty glad. I'm pretty sure if they would have told her there was a vaccine for cancer, she probably would have went and fucking got it. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to be harsh, but if, if you can get the vaccine and you don't, and you end up in the hospital, they should be like, sorry. You know, I mean, sorry. I didn't get the vaccine because I was too busy doing important stuff, right? But there's right. not a lot of people out there as important as me. So, I mean, I'm an exception to the rule, obviously. You are an exception to the rule. You're kidding. I know you are, but it's true because a lot of these people that don't get the vaccine are just trailer-dwelling fucking white trash who do nothing all fucking day. I was never preaching to people to not get the vaccine, right? I wasn't like, I'm afraid I'll grow a third arm, right? I was just taking my fucking chances, and I got burned. I got burned, Rue. I got burned. Yes, and and you had prior medical issue that you didn't want to aggravate. Very good point. Very good point. Thank you. Thank you for sticking up for me, dude. You're, you are on my team. Team Zig. Team Zigzag. I'm always, I'm always on Team on. Zigzag. And I'm always on Team Rufus. Oh, shucks. For sure. For sure. I'll ride the rail for you anytime, brother. Great. Great. That's what they call it when you watch someone else play cards, riding is, the rail. Is that, I thought it was a train reference. Oh, I probably would do that, too. You know what? I used to think how cool it would be to fucking like be a, like one of those old blues musicians who just used to jump a train. Oh, that'd be awesome. And just fucking ride on top of it or whatever and play the fucking blues. Or even I think uh, Woody Guthrie did that, right? That's kind of how yeah, he yeah. got. He was a hobo. He was a hobo. He was a legit hobo. Right, and he was a super smart dude, dude. And the, I just hate when people are like, socialism, blah, blah, blah. I mean, all right, shut the fuck up already. You know what I mean? Then yeah, don't yeah. use street. Don't fucking, right, you right. know, we have socialism. Let's come to fucking grips with it. Let Here's the deal. Places like Sweden and Finland and all that stuff, they have socialism done right, mm-hmm. okay? They pay 40%. People are like, they pay 40% of their shit in taxes, right? But they also have 
free college, mm-hmm. free health care, you know, uh, what, what, like three months a year of fucking vacation or something fucking insane. Yeah. yeah. And we're paying 30-something percent of our fucking shit in taxes, and we don't have shit. We literally, we literally don't have shit. It's sad. There's, there's zigzag. zigzag. We pay 30% of taxes. We don't have free health care, and we still need toll roads. Right. Oh, my God. That's a good point. What the fuck? Right. You know what? Funny is that a couple years ago, they sold the toll road where I live to, like, some fucking Brazilian company. What? Yeah. They literally sold the toll road. The state, my state, sold the toll road to some fucking company that now just, like, sucks out a fucking billion dollars a year in fucking tolls. And they don't give a fuck about the road. You know, they don't have to drive on it. They're like, whatever. And the first thing they did was make everything automated and laid off all the fucking workers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, you see that every store is doing that now. Every store is doing it. And in Austin. You've lived in Austin. There was no tow roads in or around Austin. Now I cannot get in or out of Austin without hitting a tow road. And I don't even mean like new roads they built. They put toll roads on highways that were there all the fucking time. I dare you. You know what would be funny? If you went out in front of your house and like just put up a toll booth. And we're like, well, you want to cross this street in front of my house, it's going to cost you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like on my sidewalk. So if somebody comes up to deliver even something, better. I charge them a toll. Even better. Why not? Why the fuck not? It's my property. Exactly. If someone's going to walk on my lawn, they should be able to pitch in for taking care of it. You, I would agree. If they want to enjoy your yard, they should pitch in. I mean, we didn't – I don't know. People are like, we hate parks now. You know, I don't want to pay for a park. I don't want to pay for this. I don't want to pay for that. But I want to pay for the politicians who are making all the rules to have all the fucking free health care and shit that they get in Finland and the time off work and the fucking all that shit. Yeah, what, yeah, what, what are these people that complain about, like, free health care, what, what do they think their tax dollars go to? I mean, like, now, that is useful to them. It's the insurance companies just get people so riled up. Nothing. But they would be higher. They would take more. Here's the deal. They're taking more. It's called your fucking premium for your insurance. Oh, yeah. So they're getting their fucking 40%. They're just not taking it right out of your check. They take it fucking another way. It's just, uh, we're so entrenched in this. The economy is just built the way it is now. It just, it seems impossible to change one thing without fucking everything else up so bad. Like, if you change one thing for the good, everything else is built around it being bad, that it's just going to fuck everything up. It's like we're at Catch-22. Uh, I mean, you got to start fixing it somewhere, right? Because they're like, we're going to leave our children $3.5 billion in debt, okay? But then I see... Uh, or $3.5 trillion in debt. But, okay, but let's leave them good roads, right, and a good fucking right. and a good health care and good fucking, you know, parks and shit like that, all the shit that we don't want to spend money on. But mm-hmm. fuck the debt, right? Fuck the debt. It's Money is not even a real fucking thing. I mean, let's be realistic, especially government money. No. It, it was okay when Trump cut the fucking budget by – or spent $10 trillion to give people tax cuts. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Rufus. 
I'm in a bad mood, I think. Well, well talking, talking about, about the about government that. always puts people in a bad mood. Sorry about that. Sorry, folks. We didn't want to talk about the government. But they're they're pissing us off. They're doing all the wrong things. And now I'm worried that I fucking have COVID back. You know what? I'm on the show. I'm going to take my fucking temperature. Do you mind? No, not at all. You don't have COVID. Come on. You just got it. You can't have it again. Mm-hmm. Three minutes. How long does it take? Does it beep? You get it under the tongue, right? Man, this might be a landmark episode. If you have a fever, this show's going to take a turn. Mm-hmm. Can you feel it getting hot in your hand? I saw a fly land on your head and burst into flame. Upstairs, my wife was cooking an egg on my head. 98.5. That's normal. No, it's not. And I'm going to tell you why. Because <laughs> you're normally 98.3. No, I'm normally 97.7. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude, my lungs have gotten a little weird the last, like, 24 hours. What? Oh, no. Here's the deal. You tested negative. Yeah, I did. But I'm saying maybe I got it back. I rode in a car with a guy who just had been exposed to another guy who's super sick for five hours on Tuesday. Why? 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 I didn't know. Didn't know. I mean, why are you riding in a car with a guy for five hours? What's that all about? We had to take a trip to fucking someplace where we were going to buy weed. For the business? Yes. Why can't they just trust you to go alone to do that? I, they You're the guy. Have. They fucking should have. Because the first thing the guy did when we got there was like, didn't know you were bringing so many people. Oh, no. Yeah. They weren't they holding weren't. like AK-47s, were they? No, but they were douchebags. Actually, two of the guys were pretty cool. One guy was a douchebag. Let me say that. Oh, and let me guess. He was the guy in charge. He was, this guy was the guy they ordered to be their COO, their operations guy, right? He came from aerospace. The other guys were like totally normal, but then they were like, we're not making as much money as we can or something. This guy, Bo Weeble's way in, and he was a fucking douchebag. Total fucking douchebag. Man, man. Yeah. So, how does the dude from the aerospace sector end up dealing weed? Who the fuck knows? He probably made that up. Who the fuck knows? He probably sold auto parts, like aerospace <laughs> auto parts. Same fucking thing. He was uh, the guy at the airport that just put the chucks in for the wheels. Oh yeah, yeah right. Like was working in aerospace for a while, transportation, you know. <laughs> yeah. Jet engine parts. You, uh, you understand? Oh, you don't. Well. Never mind. Uh, it's it's beyond you. Most uh, people don't. He's probably a ramper. A what? A ramper? ramper? The guy that put the fucking luggage on the airplane. He's like, yeah, I was with Samsonite for a while. Uh, then they to... <laughs> International, International shipping uh, technician. Coordinator. Yeah. Coordinator. I oversaw about mm, 60,000 pieces a day. <laughs> Cause, only because he could see that far on the tarmac. He's like, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> How many pieces do you think a guy touches a day as a fucking ramper? God damn, it's got to be a fucking lot, dude. I mean, like, what, 300 people on a flight all day, in and out? Two, and what, you're allowed two. 
pieces, right? Or not? I don't even know. I I never fucking check anything. I always carry on. Oh man, I always check shit. But we always we always have a big bag. What's that guy? I'm the guy who's not fucking up the interior of the plane being like, oh, hang on, hang on, no, hang on. Look, man, if we go down, I've got my suitcase right fucking there. What are you doing? I'm grabbing your suitcase and using it as a flotation device. No, you're not, because I'm floating on my own suitcase. You go underneath and get your own damn suitcase. I will. I'm going to float on you. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. And I'll be floating on your wife and child. Don't mind. That's fine. That's <laughs> were you locking your arms around me for floating? Or yeah. Yeah. Floating? yeah, I'm yeah. floating. Don't mind on me. my throat. <laughs> Swim over that way. <laughs> yeah, you remember that show Lost, where those people got, like, crashed on that airplane? I remember or, it. I had not seen it. And it turned out they were all dead for some reason or something like that. I can't remember how it ended up. I, I never saw a single episode. I just remember that apparently the ending was bullshit. Most it was total bullshit. I felt so fucking robbed that I had, like, I don't even know how long the fucking show was on. We should see how many seasons. Didn't seem like it was very many, but I was pretty pissed when it fucking ended the way it did. Is that it's the a, end? Is it was just like, oh, we're really all dead, or it was a dream or something like that? Um, it wasn't a dream. They were all dead. They were all fucking dead. What would have made more sense, you think? I mean, like, what would have been a satisfying ending? I know nothing about the show, but I know people were burned up about it. I think if they would have been saved. Why not? Yeah, yeah. I can see You know I what I mean? Why can't they just be saved? Like, why couldn't the people on Gilligan's Island just be saved? Would that have just been too easy? You know what I mean? Oh, great. They got saved. Yay. You know? How did that end? I, I don't, I, I think they were saved. But I think what happened was they made – they had a hurricane on the island. This is what I'm trying to remember, so maybe you have to check this out. They had a hurricane on the island, and then, um, the, like, their houses were floating for some reason. And then one of them started on fire, and then a helicopter saw the fire and came and rescued them. I want you to look that up and see if I'm correct. That sounds Please. like a, a crazy COVID fever dream. Turns out Jr. shot the, the uh, <laughs> professor. Oh yeah, but then, okay. So it all was a dream. All right. Shit, that's not helpful. The castaways finally got permanently rescued, and they turned their island home into an exclusive resort. Really? You know, that makes me surprised that there's not, like, a Gilligan's Island resort now, like a theme. Oh, my God. I wonder if there was then. Using the barometer, the professor deduces a tsunami could destroy the island to survive the deadly wave and potentially affect a rescue. The castaways build a raft. The next morning, the castaways awaken and realize they were swept off the island on the makeshift raft. Oh, so it was a raft? But did it start on fire? Am I wrong about it starting on fire? 
I don't know. Of course, this article is like 4,000 words long. Let me search for the word fire. That ah! Gilligan accidentally sets the raft on fire. Yep. See? Like a trap up here. Like a trap for useless knowledge. Wait, what did you show me? You just showed me oh, something. It was a picture of me driving my pontoon boat. I took my folks for a ride today on the pontoon. Oh, you had a pontoon boat? I just bought it. I bought it. You know what? It was. Uh, I bought it right when I got better from COVID. Tell me about the pontoon boat. I'm curious. It's a 21-foot uh, aqua patio uh, 210LE 1998 with a 50-horse motor. Do you need to know anything about, like, sailing and knots and stuff? Uh, no. What I know about knots is if you don't know how to tie a knot, tie a lot. Oh, that's funny because I meant knots like uh, I know speed on the water. Uh, no, because it's a pontoon, you don't need to know that because it only goes about eight miles an hour. I didn't know you lived on or near water. I don't. My parents do. And I was like, I think I'm going to buy a boat and put it at your house. I told my parents this like a year ago. And I never did it, never did it. Then I got the COVID, and I'm like, I'm never going to get to take that boat out. And then right after I got better, I started looking on Facebook Marketplace, and a guy I knew in high school was getting rid of a boat. Really? Right? For, I mean, both a super nice pontoon boat dude can go for like $130,000. I know that's hard to believe, but it's fucking true. Jesus. And this guy was getting rid of one, and like a mediocre one goes for like ten grand, right? Yeah, yeah. Even not like a, like not even a very nice one, but this guy had put it up for sixty five hundred, and I was watching it. Then he went down to four grand. Like, gotta go this weekend. Ooh. Called him up, said, "Let's do this." I mean, I didn't call my Facebook him. He didn't know who I was. Then I gave him my name. He's like, "Oh yeah, let's get together." Showed up, had four grand in my fucking pocket. I'm like, "Take me for a test drive." He did. Boom, bought it. He lives on the same uh, river as my folks. No, so I bought it and drove it back to their place. I see. <laughs> you telling me the best part of buying a boat is the day you sell it. It is true. I have already had heartache with the boat. <laughs> have you really? I have. It wouldn't start. Like the first weekend I got it back, got it down there, it ran fine. Then the next weekend it wouldn't start. Mm-hmm. So I spent the whole weekend like replacing shit on the motor. And then I texted the guy and I'm like, Darren, it won't start. And he's like, did you try pumping it, whatever? Because he showed me a bunch of stuff to, like, get it to run. You yeah. know, like, I was like, if you if I have to knock here three times or whatever, you need to tell me because I don't want to get stranded. And he said, well, if you get stranded, just call me. I've got a new pontoon boat. I'll come and get you. And I was like, I'm in, right? I'm like, okay, yeah. because if I get stranded, I know who I'm calling. So he's like, you know, I don't – he's like, make sure you're choking it right. Turns out I wasn't choking it long enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, me and my wife were sitting there, and we're trying to get it to run, and I'm pissed. I'm like, I'm done with fucking boats. How did you let me buy a boat? You know what I mean? This is ridiculous. Blah blah blah. And this guy is driving by on his little fishing boat. He's like, Hey, you know what happened to me? He's like, My grandson pulled out. They have a like a kill switch on a boat, right? Yeah. He's like, They have a kill switch on a boat. He's like, My grandson pulled it out. And he's like, you know, his boat was brand new. He's like, and I fucking spent like 10 days trying to get this fucking boat to run. He's like, then I noticed that it was pulled out just a little bit, right? He's like, only has to be pulled out. Well, that wasn't the problem with my boat, but it gave me renewed fervor to try to fix my boat. So I was like, all right, maybe that's the problem because this didn't have a kill switch. 
or it did, but it, somehow it looked like Darren disconnected, which turns out he did. So I'm <laughs> fucking with this thing, trying to get it going or whatever, and it fucking starts up. So I'm thinking it's this kill switch thing because I'm pulling out on the thing with a fucking pair of pliers and trying to start it. Well, it turns out when I was pulling out the thing to, to choke this thing, you push the key in, okay. and it activates the silk. So I'm pulling out on it and pushing it at the same time and turning it, and it fucking starts up. That was the deal. I was not choking it correctly. Tell me this. Maybe you don't know. But even boats from the 90s or whatever, cars in the 90s, you get in, key, click, go. Why is it that things like boats are always like – it's like they have lawnmower engines or something. you got to fuck with and prime and clink this. Right, and twist you're right. That. Why can't they just make a boat motor that's just like – Go. They do now, but all of them have kill switches because they're afraid you're going to get drunk and fall overboard, which a lot of people do. Or here's another thing that people do, and I can't believe this, right? They jump off of a pontoon boat to go swimming, and they have no way to get fucking back up. Because you're not, like, pulling yourself up on the fucking pontoon boat. I mean, a pontoon, the the deck is, like, fucking two and a half feet out of the water. They don't have a ladder? They, well, I'm saying, but people jump in without putting the ladder out, and you'll read about people fucking drowning all the time. They're like, uh, didn't put the ladder out, went for a swim, couldn't get back on the boat. Fuck, dude. It's insane that there was, like, a famous lady, at, like, a, a year ago who went with her four-year-old kid, right? And I they, remember this. Yeah. yeah. She jumped off the boat to go swimming and didn't put a fucking ladder or a rope or anything out, and then she pushed her little kid back on the boat. And then she fucking drowned. And the kid was, like, at sea for, like, two days. There's nothing nothing. you can at least hang on to or wrap your arm around. I don't know, Rufus. I I guess not. Well, goddamn. Remember to put your fucking ladder out when you go swimming. I'm going to say, I shouldn't be saying this on the show because I had an idea when I was in North Carolina a couple years ago for a life-saving device for people that are drowning. Okay. okay. Listen Should up, I people. On the show? Listen up, all you entrepreneurs. Yeah. So, dare I say it for real? Because this is a good idea. I want to know. You kind of <laughs> have to say it. All right. Well, wait. Do your legal disclaimer. What is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Everything heard on the show is legal right. property. Everything heard on the show is the property of Zigzag uh, Rufus and Hypersloth Media and their real names. Let's just say that. Their real names, which they shall not disclose on the show, but can be disclosed to you if you email us at hypersloth.me zigzag or rufus at hypersloth.me. So now we've got that cleared up. And uh, you cannot use this idea. If you do, you owe us all the money that you make and more, plus like 50% of whatever you've already owned prior to making this. So it's a, it's a little, you know how, you know how like on an airplane, they have the life vest that you pull the thing and the fucking CO2 pumps out. Yeah, right? Yeah. It fills it's a little cartridge, right? Mm-hmm. This is just a little cartridge thing, but it's really not that big. It's only like the size of when it, when it would fill up, it just would be the size of a pool noodle, right, mm-hmm. that you could put under your arms. So if you're swept, so it's just like tiny. You could wear it on your wrist. You could put it around your waist, right? But you just okay. pull the thing, and it fucking immediately blows up. So you could be swimming in the ocean or whatever, or playing in the surf or whatever, and you get swept out. All you got to do is pull this thing, and it fucking pops open. Yeah. And now you've got a noodle to fucking put under your arms or whatever while you float or get rescued or whatever. That's pretty goddamn clever. I mean, and it's okay. So, and you do that, 
And if you need, if you use it, say, okay, maybe you just want to use it for fun. Boom. You pop it open. You got a pool noodle. You're floating on it or whatever. You get done with the day. You deflate it. You get a new fucking CO2 cartridge, plug it in, and you're ready to go for next time. Exactly. What are you doing? I don't know. I don't even know why I'm in the pop business. So there's, being in the legal pop business <laughs> makes me hate the fucking pop business. Let me say that. You need and to I hear this. Happened, and I'm going to tell you, in 2014, I wrote an episode of, of for one of our shows, right, that it was me and you working at Cannabis Hut, right? Because being legal pot had taken every all the fun out of fucking pot, and yeah. now I'm fucking, as a, a soothsayer, I have brought it to fruition in my own fucking life. You have. Yeah. yeah. No, what did I do? What did I do? I never should have legalized marijuana. That was my first mistake. You need you to need abandon to the business of it, keep it for yourself, and then, dude, you're a Ron Popeil. You have invention uh, coming right. out of your ass. I am, I am a Ron Popeil. You're I a Ron Popeil. I consider myself a, a bit of a Ron Popeil. And, you know, we go to these, like, entrepreneurial quest, uh, classes for our – it's like therapy for people that are in business together, basically. It's, it's an <laughs> entrepreneurial class. <laughs> and uh, they, ju- they like, give you numbers, right? Like, I'm a 5194, which is a person who's considered a quick start, which is a person who's, like, a visionary, right? Visionary, <laughs> big ideas, big relationships, and all that stuff. All the other people in my fucking business, are their quick starts, which is my nine, is like a fucking one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? They're like... Uh, they're like nine on follow through, nine on more information, right? So they like don't zigzag. do anything, and they move at the fucking speed of like snails. But they don't. They for some reason they think being a visionary is super easy, right? Like well, oh, I could come up with ideas like that, and they can't. You, you know what I mean? Look easy. I, I and that's true because you know what the lady who teaches the class is like. I know she's like because everybody's like I wish I was a visionary, right? And she's like. You got to realize you just don't become a visionary. You're kind of born a visionary, yeah. right? You're not like, I want to be a visionary today. No, that's not how it fucking operates. And the crazy thing about these numbers, Rufus, is, is how fucking right on the money they are. Really? Right? Like, if you were going to take one, you probably would be a bit of a visionary as well because creative people mostly are visionary. Like, let me tell you about some some popular visionaries. Steve Jobs, visionary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? People, Easy. Elon Musk, visionary. Right, people that think way outside of the fucking box. Uh, I'm stuck with a bunch of fucking ones and twos and all that bullshit. And the other, you know what? Last week I told one of our partners, like we have a partner that put in a lot of money. I emailed him. I'm like, I'm out, dude. I'm like, I'm done with this fucking business. Oh shit. shit. Yeah, because I've had it with my fucking partners, right? Just my one partner. I'm like, I can't deal with the fucking guy anymore. He's, you know, he's a fucking numbskull. And I just was like, I'm done with this. And he's like, no, no, unacceptable. So we had to have a big meeting. <laughs> they had to talk me off the ledge and all this shit because I was like, I don't really give a fuck about money. So trying to keep me in this for the money or whatever isn't going to work for me, right? Because I, I really, honestly, Rufus, I don't care about money. I don't. You know, money's great, but is it worth me fucking ending up in an early grave or fucking driving myself nuts or ruining no, my no. dream for Fuck no, it's not. Or ruining it. Something you love. Right. I'm like, I won't fucking do it. And I said, I will not strap myself to the mass of a stinking shit because someone is not willing to listen to fucking sage advice because they, they, they think they're smarter than they are. There's nothing more dangerous than a fucking stupid person who thinks they're smart. 
Right? That's the most dangerous thing in the world. Is he your version of the aerospace douchebag? Which guy? What does that entail? Well, the guy that you had to meet was... Yes, he is. Yes, he actually is. The sad part is, I've got like five of those on my team. Right. Some of them have embraced marijuana, right? And they're coming around. But there's a couple of them that just refuse to do it. And you can't... I'm like, why are they doing business? Why are you even in the business then? Right? well, I did this and that, and I never did this. And I'm like, yeah, and you're not doing it anymore. Did you ever think of that? So why so why, why are they business partners? As, for the like money. A, for the money. Business. Just for the money, dude. That's it. So we had to give this speech, right? So I gave a fucking kick-ass speech, Rufus, about, okay. about why I got – you know what? I should almost read you the speech. You wrote it? I had to read it. To everybody, because I'm the fucking visionary. I mean, this whole thing kind of falls on my fucking shoulders. So here's what I did. You know, I just made this. You know what? I wrote this sheet when I, or this speech when I had COVID, just so you know. And I wrote it in like two fucking minutes, Dang right? Because I knew it had to be done. These people are always harping on me about getting shit done. So this is what's crazy is something that takes them like fucking a week to do. And I'm not even shitty you. takes me like 15 minutes. Yeah, I know people. I know. I know. I know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know that sounds insane, but I can do fucking 10 minutes worth of work and be caught up with people who have been working on shit for fucking a week. It doesn't sound insane to me. I I find myself in the same situation. I bet. I can see that. So here's what I did. You ready for my speech? Mm -hmm. It said, and I just kind of started this random one. It said, looking back, I realized my life changed in the years I spent using marijuana in college. Because this speech is supposed to be something we tell to our future employees. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Right? This is like our core value speech, they call it. So I said, I became more in tune with reality and nature. I was able to understand people better and treat them with more respect and empathy. I was able to understand different ways of thinking, different points of view, got more creative in my problem solving. My life had de- definitely taken a turn. As I helped lead a legalization march on the Texas Capitol with the legendary Jack Harrar on a rainy Texas day in October of 90, 1991, I knew I discovered my calling. Although my life has taken many turns on this path, I knew one thing. I knew that I wanted to give this gift to other people. I knew this plant could change the world. My commitment to that calling has led me to our journey together. Teach people how to live a more fulfilling life by incorporating the wonders of cannabis plant into their daily lives. I've watched research over the years show this plant can fight disease, both mental and physical. It can offer substitutions for harmful and widely abused drugs. At beep beep, I'm not going to say the name just because people might be listening. We seek to follow the green rule. I came up with the green rule, okay? Okay, okay? Treat each other like you might treat a plant. Like plants, people also need to be nurtured. They need certain things to thrive. At Beep Beep, we consider those our core values, passion, authenticity, innovation, and accountability. Our passion values will encompassing. It's a passion for people inside and outside of our organization, a passion for education, both the want and the need to improve and educate not only ourselves, but those around us that they may lead their most fulfilled life. Authenticity. We ask a simple thing here at Beep Beep. We ask you to be your true self. When we live our lives as who we really are, we compel those around us to live truly authentic lives themselves. By doing this, we create real relationships that foster trust and strength. When relationships are built on trust, they provide a foundation that can withstand turmoil from forces both internal and external. This strength also allows for accelerated growth. Just like a plant's growth, growth, the bigger the root, the bigger the fruit. Accountability. 
Actions are louder than words. When you show that you're willing to put in the work to achieve your goals, you inspire people to do the same. This breeds a culture of self-starters, reliable people who strive to fulfill our company's mission to help create a better life for those who seek it through cannabis. Thank you. Damn, dude. COVID. I was on a COVID high. Maybe you need to start bottling COVID. Well, I'm about to. I'm going to go. I'll tell you about this after the second bout, if it's worth it. Okay. But what do you think of that speech? I think it's fucking gold, man. Do you? Do yeah, you? I do. Because I'm double Z and you're Ruben. No, no, yeah. it's, it's legit good. Yeah, and it was. And the lady putting on the show called me the next day because I even asked her, I'm like, do you think that was just too much for this room? And she <laughs> called me. She goes, and she listens. She, like, has other companies she works with. She's like, that's the best fucking core value speech I've ever heard. No, she's no, like, yeah, do yeah. not let them ruin your passion for this fucking business. That's awesome. I'm like, well, because she can see it happening. I mean, you yeah, know, yeah. she she brought us back from life support, to be honest with you. Damn. Damn. These people are just in it for the wrong reason. They, they just, some of them, not all of them, but some of them are. And it's frustrating. It's, it's fucking weird that they would, I mean, I, I get being money driven, but if you're going to be money driven towards something that you don't believe in, then what's right. the fucking point? You can't do it, dude. You can't, you can't. sell it if you don't believe in it. You can't right. be successful at it. No. no. You know what I mean? Even the hucksters who take money from people by doing the Jesus thing or whatever, I think they've got some belief in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I don't know yeah, that for yeah. a fact. I mean, that's just too easy, I guess. But this is hard work. And if you don't believe in it and it gets hard and you're just like, was it supposed to be this hard? You know what I mean? It's supposed to be easy. It's just a whole other culture. You can't come from doing one thing and being like, I'm going to be great at this because somehow I fumbled my way through my lap job and was successful. Right. You know what I mean? And now you got to put in the hard work. And it's a whole different culture, right? It's a whole different culture of people that if you don't understand how that culture operates, you're an outsider. You know what I mean? Like that guy sitting at the table, he was the guy who certainly didn't fit in. You know what I mean? So I don't know what to say, Rufus. That's where I'm at. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, I guess I went a little over in my preaching tonight. Well, that was a good speech. It was worth it. Was it? Do you really think it was a good speech? Yeah, it was yeah, legit it was good. good. Right. Email it to me for real. Well, I was thinking not, that. I'm put this on the website because I don't need people I'm to hear I'm not going to put it nowhere. I want okay. it for myself. Okay. I mean, I'm happy to send you a copy of it right now. For real. I thought it was extremely well written. All right, put it in my archives for when I pass, okay? Sure. Okay, thanks. Cool, dude. I appreciate that. You know what? And I don't know why our self-written obituary wall has not been made yet, because that's another fucking great idea. No one's going to write yeah, your obituary as good as you do. That's I mean, I don't true. think so. All right, there right, you go. go. I would just like to say one thing to you. Getting better. All right, brother. I will talk to you. Uh, you know what? We do have a little bit of a hiccup on Saturday night. Okay. Can we schedule the show for Friday night? Ooh, I got a hiccup then. I'm going to see a movie. Sunday night? Huh? huh? Sunday night? I think it's Sunday night. I'll do a Sunday night show. All right, let's do a Sunday night show because I'm going. we're having this boat thing over Saturday night. My daughter wants to take a bunch of her friends out on the boat, and I said I would do that. Cool. 
Works for me. Light up the night. All right, Rufus. Love you, brother. I will talk to you soon. Until then, adios. Later. Adios, lotions. Bye.